in a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Welcome to the Soulful Leader Podcast. I'm Marin and I'm here with Stephanie. We have a fun episode today. It's uh, February, the end of February, and we have been thinking a lot about teaching stories. <laughs> and oftentimes we think of teaching stories as like uh, myths or or things that are far away from, from where we are, something that we learned when we we're little. And yet there are modern day teaching stories. So one of them we were talking about earlier this month and, and we decided, you know what? It would be fun to do a podcast all around Groundhog Day. And Yes, the day itself, but more the movie will with Bill Murray because it's a it's actually a wonderful teaching story. There's so much depth and richness in that for us in our lives. And I think that oftentimes we look at movies as just entertainment. And those that entertainment really informs us, especially when we can watch it and pay attention to it from, from an intention. Yeah. I, I love movies and it's interesting because Groundhog Day, the movie was out in 1993. It's 30 years ago. I was a very different Stephanie 30 years ago. That's for sure. And so when I first watched that movie, it was entertaining, but I've noticed how I've made it a practice every year. So I've watched it I wouldn't say 30 years, but I probably have at least watched it 20 times. And every time I watch it, I get something different at it because I'm not the same. And I would have to say the biggest, the biggest aha moment for me is being present to where I'm stuck in a perpetual Groundhog Day. And what I mean by that, if you haven't seen the movie, Bill Murray gets stuck in February the 2nd again and again and again. And the first couple of days, he starts to realize that he can't die. And so, you know, he steals money and he tries to manipulate and control other people by, you know, having, you know, taking advantage of them and, you know, trying to win the love of somebody that he cares about or he thinks he cares about. But he doesn't really care about himself, really, or anyone else. He's kind of very self-centered. So and I, I look at that being stuck in my own life of where I'm trying to get something mm. or I'm trying to make something happen. I'm trying to figure it out and I'm trying to notice the nuances so I can take advantage of that moment instead of literally letting go. And, and so I'm putting that out to all of us. Like, is there, is there places in your life where you feel stuck, where you feel like you keep repeating the same old patterns? And that could be a habit a behavior or a way of thinking, a way of speaking, a way of holding your posture, and that you know that it's not good for you. Like you really recognize that, hey, you know, eating this chocolate cake at midnight 
because I'm lonely is just not good for me. But you catch yourself at the fridge anyway, or, you know, you, you have these habits that you just want to stop. But how do you stop? How do you get off the wheel? Those are wonderful questions. And one of the things that I was thinking about as you were talking is the places where I justify something and the world would back me. I'm going to use my studio as an example because I closed my dance studio business and I still have a lease that with my landlord. And because of the pandemic and all of the stuff that happened, you know, I, I had to close the studio. And there's a part of me that feels very justified in feeling like my landlord should let me out of my lease. And so when you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, like Bill Murray, he realizes that he can't die. So he's justified in doing all of these things, right? And stealing money and doing this and doing that. And like, hey, I can do it. And I wonder the places, like that's one of the things that I'm looking at in my life, as I just said, of yes, there is that justification. And what's the higher story? And so as I'm looking at this in my life, as following along with Bill Murray <laughs> in the next kind of the pieces of that he goes through over the next couple of days. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that, about his journey going forward, because he starts to starts to move through that and get to that next place of what, what does it take to shift yeah. out of those stuck yeah. places? I mean, there's a, there's the saying that you can live one year, 90 times, or you can live 90 different years. And essentially that's what Groundhog Day, the movie is about, is that he, he realizes he can't get out of this. He, like no matter if he tries to kill himself or whether he does right or wrong or good or bad or correct or incorrect, he just, he can't get off. He can't. And it's not fulfilling him. And so at one point he realizes after getting slapped across the face, I don't know how many times from, you know, this woman that he, he actually finds quite endearing, but he's trying to manipulate her instead of really connecting with her and letting go and trusting the unknown. And there comes a point where he realizes there's more to life than the mm -hmm. external and him getting a better network job or having this woman in his life or being famous or whatever it is, right? There's that there's more and he surrenders and he doesn't know what that is. And so yeah. he stays, yeah, he stays in the unknown. And then after trying to kill himself, I don't know how many times he realizes, you know what? I can't die. So if I can't die, how can I turn this day into an extraordinary day? What so do I'm, I need to change? Yeah. I'm going to stop you there because this is for me, where it, the justification piece comes together. Like I can justify feeling grumpy about my life, feeling like, well, I deserve this and I deserve that. And I went through this and I went through that. And you just heard me say it with the studio, right? And he can justify being grumpy because he can't get out of this day that just keeps repeating. And how often do we feel like that in our lives where I feel like I'm living the same stupid day over and over and over. And I think that's why, why it was such a popular movie. And we do relate to that side of ourselves. It's like, crap, I see that in my life. 
Well, and and it's interesting because it's about Groundhog Day. And what does Groundhog Day do? It's like the, you know, the the proverbial little groundhog comes out. And if he sees a shadow, he goes back in for another six six months of winter. Well, what is winter? Winter is going inside. Mm. And so that's what seeing our shadow is all about. It's like if we see our shadow, the answer is inside. It's not outside trying to fix it. It's that we've got to go inside and find our true self. And what is our true self? We don't know. And so how to find our true self is all the things that irritate the shit out of us. Right. It's being honest about the stuff instead of, so for me, like with the studio, instead of justifying, which I'm perfectly, you know, like, yes, I can. It's justified. And like I said before, what's the higher story? If I were to go into my heart and really drop in, what am I being called to? And that's the journey that we go on with Bill Murray of like, what is he really being called to? Once he, once he gets rid of all of the, all of the outer stuff, all of the, Hey, I, I, I partied for a while. I did this for a while. And then he's like, this isn't, this isn't fulfilling. This isn't fulfilling. This isn't fulfilling. How do I get what I really want? And then he stops even, even trying to get what he really wants. And he just starts listening. He starts paying attention to where yeah. he's gone and and listening to the very things that he does. Like he's very attracted to this this woman producer, Andy McDowell, who's played by Andy McDowell. And he starts to get to know what she likes, what she doesn't like. At first, to manipulate her and control, like and to isn't people that her. right? Isn't, isn't that, that, isn't that what how we, we do? all start? Right? Instead of generally, you know, then all of a sudden, at one point, he surrenders and he goes, "Well, what is she? Oh, let me let me look into that." And he starts to study the French poetry and. And he starts to fall in love with it. And then he's drawn to listening to the music on the radio. And he said, you know, and he starts to go and take piano lessons. He starts to develop his himself, not out of a need to be better, but because he can choose to be. Because or he to, has. Right. Yeah. You, you, it's like the whole story of destiny. It's like, if we think of destiny and fate, fate is what happens when you're not paying attention, it's what gets projected onto you mm. and you end up living the other, uh, other people's versions of who you should be. And that's suffering because it's not the version of your true self versus destiny, which is uncovering our ego, our self-centeredness, our, our shadows, all the parts that are actually inside of us that tell us that we're not good enough or that we're too good, that we don't, we're entitled. We're too good for that. It's the extremes and being able to then, you know, whittle away those things and choose the the destiny of who you are. That requires totally letting go and not knowing because it, it it's within us. We haven't been there yet. So it's an act of surrender. I love the the fact that this the movie even gives us the process because totally. you see him experimenting going and just trying. And, and I think oftentimes we think, well, I don't have time to do that. <laughs> and yet we're living the same day over and over and over again. And they're like, okay, exactly. what and, if and we what, and took what we mean one by thing? That, and what, what if we mean we, by that of living over and over and over again, sorry, Marin, is it, it's like, you know, we end up picking a new job or we move to a new place or we take on a new relationship and they might look outwardly different, but you're going through the same old, same old again again and again and again. And you're like, oh my gosh, 
this has got to stop. And it, it, it you know, we want to put blame on the outer, on the systems, on the politics or on the medical system or on whatever, what school system, whatever we're trying to put it on when really it's, it's inside us. It's the process inside that has to change how we show up to it. And that's what we have control over. Right. And I think even, even if we're not like, oftentimes we do that. Uh, we choose a different job. It is the same job with a different title <laughs> at a different company or whatever. Right. And it's going to cut, you know, a few years later, we realize, oh, we have all the same issues and all the same problems. So that is the inner journey. I think there's also the people who like literally wake up every day and feel like they're on a hamster wheel. And I'm doing the same thing every day. At the same time, they have to because they have to pay the bills and they have to get the job done. They have to, you know, like, so where is it that we have the space to tweak one thing, mm -hmm. to change one thing? And what I would say to that is it does happen on the inner. There's an inner choice first, and it does take some willpower and it doesn't have to be huge. It can be one small tweak. If you do one small tweak today and see what the result is, and then one small tweak next week and see the, and, and let that, you know, inform and start to pay attention to where you're being called and what that tweak, you know, it's like, what, what were the impacts of that tweak that I made? And that's I was what I was going to say, can you even give an example of a tweak of like, in the, like, can you give a personal example, Marion, of where you have tweaked maybe a way of seeing something or your energy around something that has then resulted in a different result? When I was um, struggling with whether to close the studio or not, um, there was, to be honest, there was, I was going through some depression and felt like I had a, uh, I had to do this because it's something I committed to. I still had a lease. I still had people that I had to pay. There's, there's, there was a lot going on and a lot of, and so I found myself sleeping later than I, than I used to sleep and that I wanted to sleep. And I, again, I mean, use the word justified. I justified it. I'm exhausted. I have a lot going on. I, and it's all true. And one of the small tweaks that I made was for about a month, I woke up earlier by one minute. It's all, I, I, it was, it was one, it's all I could do. And there's a saying that says, do what you can where you are with what you have. And I didn't have the energy or the space to like, do all the things you're you're told to do to put to to muscle it to force it and so i asked myself what is what is something that i can do that would be gentle and sweet with myself that would still allow me to move in a direction and i don't even know that it was a right direction i just wanted to move in a direction that was no longer where i was mm -hmm. and that's what i mean by a tweak it was a small tweak and then i could I could evaluate from there, is this working for me or is this not working for me? And I did it in a small way. So it was literally, I set my alarm for one minute earlier for a full month. And now I was waking up a half an hour earlier than I, you know, 
I had been. And I did. I started to feel better about myself. And I, it, was, it was moving in a direction that I wanted to move in. So that's one example of a, a small tweak for me that I made in my life to see, you know, I mean, in the movie, Bill Murray, you watch him being able to experiment with different things. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to see in the outward. It's, it is much harder oftentimes to see how, how could I do that in a practical way in my own life. Exactly. You know, there's at one point where he wakes up after realizing he can't get out of this, this groundhog day. And so instead of being depressed about it, instead of being fighting it and resisting it, he, he embraces it and he gets up and he jumps out of bed and he says, okay, if I get to repeat this day again, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to be curious. I'm going to be in wonder. I'm going to take different paths. Like there's this, a Buddhist teaching of, I walk down the street, I fall in a hole. Ugh, it's not my fault. Hmm. It takes me a long time to get out of the hole. I walk down the street, I fall in the hole again. It's not my fault. Again, it takes me a long, long time to get out of this hole. I walk down the same street, I fall in the hole. It's a habit. It's a pattern. Hmm. I ask for help. I get out sooner. There's a key here. There's also a key in that movie that he does ask for help with Andy McDowell. I walk down the same street. I see the hole. I walk around the hole. So he's made, you know, you make a different, you make a different choice. And then the fifth time I walk down a new street. Hmm. And that's kind of the patterns that we have to go. Through. So it's like those slight little, little tweaks of changes of like, what needs to change? I'm like, yes, yeah, sometimes it is in the outer. Like I walk down a different street, but that's not really going deeply into it. It's like, we have to change internally inside. And I noticed myself as I was watching this movie, there were places that I was uncomfortable that I was like, oh, for God's sake, I don't want to see her, you know, slap him across the face one more time. And this is really uncomfortable. So I, instead of trying to turn away or, or trying to fix the uncomfortability, I was present to it. And I, and I took it inward with love, not with shame or annihilation, but to be able to say, oh, where am I, where am I turning away? Or where am I practicing the same old, same old again, hoping for a different result? And can I be in love, in love with myself through even the absurdities and going, oh, there I am walking down that street again, fell in the hole. And, and instead of going, beating myself up, falling in the hole, going, okay, okay, it's a habit. Help, help. I need help out of joy and out of, I get to do this or that this is happening for me to actually make a new state or, but I had to feel it. I had to feel falling in the hole. And I, I think many of us don't want to feel it yeah, because it, it's uncomfortable. And so we'd rather just go to down that new street right away. But, but if we do, you know, there's going to be a hole in that new street too. Exactly. And it, that's the whole point is that we're, we're going to fall into it. So it's like, what, what is the teaching? What is it helping? Not from a place of beating yourself up, but, but from a place of loving yourself and knowing that you are loved and that you are loving and lovable and that you're worth you know, you're worth investing in. You're worth being able to ask for help and receive it. I love that. You're worth investing in. I will agree, all of you out there, each and every one of you, you are worth investing in. And making the time for. I I had a conversation with a good friend of mine. We were talking about therapy. And, you know, and they're a therapist as well. And they're saying, you know, 
I, I just don't think, you know, people have to stay in therapy forever and ever. And I said, well, what if we had a different version of it instead of having going to therapy because you need fixing? What if you went to therapy to help you tweak these nuances and to get accountability to help you find a new path with consciousness? Hmm. And she goes, oh, my God, I never looked at it that way. I said, yeah, I think, you know, if we're coming from the place that we need fixing, and that, you know, we want the outer to change. It's, it, yeah, I don't go to therapy for a long, long time because it's not going to work because the therapist, you're setting the therapist up to be your rescuer. And then when they don't rescue you, then you're going to set them up to be their viol- your violator. When, and then you still get to be the victim. So now you're addicted to the victim of falling in that hole again and again and again. And you ask for help and still it didn't work. <laughs> Instead of saying, what if I'm so worth it? What if I'm so loving and lovable and that... I am worth getting, you know, taking time for and investing in and having someone who I can be vulnerable with that can point out not only where I might need help or support, but also point out where I've grown because we don't often see it. And so when you look at a therapist or taking therapy from that point of view, it's not out of a place of uh, codependency. It's actually from a place of love. Hmm. And that when you're doing this, and I, I've often said this with my clients, I said, as you focus on something that has been challenging or difficult, and as you start to tweak those nuances and you start to move down a new way with consciousness, you become the living antidote. You become the remedy for someone or something else. And that's why I say, well, we've got to stop, you know, berating the outer systems and, and go inside and say, well, Maybe there's a part within me that's a solution. And what it what what is mine to do? What is it that I can work within myself to do and change and tweak? And maybe it's about showing up to your job or your relationship or your life from a place of love and care. Not that you have to do something, but that you get to do it. That literally becomes the antidote for the outer systems. And that's what makes change. And I love that. This is the story that Groundhog Day, the movie, tells, is because he becomes the antidote, not only for himself. You watch the whole town transform. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. I love that. You know, at the end, there's this huge celebration. It's like, I, I love that. Like, don't we want to change the world? Don't we all at some and we're point? So, we're so many of us, and me included, it's like, the, you know, from the activist, activist standpoint is we want to do it in the outer. And there is, we need to do that. I'm not saying that we don't. Absolutely. Absolutely. We absolutely need action. to do that. But it's where is the action coming from? Is it coming it needs, from fixing right. or is it coming from this was mine to do? I get to do this. Right. And, and that's love- the inner journey. That's the inner our, journey. And every single one of us has to take our own inner journey. No one else can do it for us. Yeah. This is just an amazing podcast. I had so much fun with this. And just so that you know, as our listeners, one of the things that we have on our docket is to do a um, like a movie club, just like there's a book club where you read a book and then you come together and you talk about the book. We're going to do the Soulful Leader Movie Club, where we're watching movies that are really intentional movies from that place and coming together and talking about them and how they can impact our lives and and how we can learn from them and grow from them. And still, here's one of the things is, 
it's not about taking the joy out of the movie. It's really about going further into the joy of the movies and the teaching stories and the, the, the fun. So often I know for myself, when I think about teaching stories, taking it back to the beginning, when I think about teaching stories, I think that it has to be very serious and dour and work hard. And, and I want to shift that at least in myself and hopefully for the rest of you as well and have learning in our lives be fun and joy-filled and loving and compassionate and exciting and all of the, the juicy stuff. I'm remembering our slow learner podcast, right? You know, and, and I'm thinking about going back and my gosh, I've watched Groundhog Day for like, you know, 20 plus times and I must be a slow learner. I'm not getting it. And, and, Mm. you know, this is true in our relationships. This is true in our leadership roles. It's like to go deeply into, into myelinate our ourselves at a deeper, deeper level. It doesn't mean that you're broken doesn't mean that you need to fix something. It's because you so want to come into a deeper relationship with it. And so much in deeper relationship, the deeper we go, the more love and the more capacity we have to not only be loved, but to love others. And that's what changes our worlds. And that's what, you know, doing movies with a message is as a soulful leader project is going that we want to do is that, that we can go in and we see it from a different point of view from someone else sharing, but also how it can also uplift your life at a deeper level. There's a a saying that you cannot step in the same river twice because the river is moving and you are different. So you're different. The river's different. So is the movie. So I love that. Join us. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, if you have not yet subscribed to our podcast newsletter, um, do so. So it's at the soulful leader podcast.com. Scroll down to the bottom. You'll see a little subscription box. You'll get a little freebie from us. Uh, that's where you're going to get information about the movies with a message. I love that you said that movie club that we're going to do. And if you're interested please do reach out to us and let us know that you're interested in that. So we we can include you and we will be sending out information about that soon. You can always find us on our Facebook page and on our LinkedIn page, at least for right now, maybe not always, but for now you can find us in both those places, the soulful leaders. You can also find us on YouTube. So make sure you check out our YouTube channel, the soulful leaders and We will see you all next week. Thanks so much for joining us. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time.